Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of the Conversation of Our Generation. My name is Nick Jamel, and this is where we are solving the problems of today with the wisdom of the past. And today we will be talking about a book that I truly enjoyed from Roger Scruton. Uh, it was, I read it probably about a month or two ago and I just had to get it out soon because some of, a lot of these books that I'm reviewing I've read a while back over the past couple years something like that, but this is one that I think is just so relevant to what's happening today, and you would almost think it was actually written in the past couple of years, but it was actually written in the 80s, and that's how in tune with what's going on he was, and really he was the first cancellation, so we'll talk about that too. (laughs) He was one of the first people to get canceled before there was cancel culture, but before I dive into all that, I want to remind you, you can find me on conversationforgeneration.com. There's lots more uh, other blogs, podcasts, videos, etc. that you can check out there. You can also go to the contact page to let me know your thoughts, get in touch with me about anything that you, you know, if there's people that I should try to interview and bring into the conversation, if there's people that, if you would like to join the conversation and hop on the podcast, write for the blog, what whatever that may be, uh, you can find me there. You can go to conversationforgeneration.com slash podcast to find where we can subscribe to the podcast. And if you do, leave a good rating and review if you're listening right now. That really helps me. If you just take two seconds to do that, I really appreciate it, even if it's just hopping in, leaving a five-star review. If you're thinking this is a one-star podcast, don't review it. Just listen to a couple more. And then if you really feel that way, stop listening instead of giving me a bad review. (laughs) Um, And... Then if you want to keep in touch as well on Twitter or Facebook, you can go to at Conovargen on Twitter or Facebook.com slash Conversation of Our Generation to just keep up on the latest of what's going on here at the Conversation of Our Generation. And so let's go ahead and hop into the quote of the week. And this one is from Roger Scruton, the author of Fools, Frauds, and Firebrands, which we're talking about today. And I will say, if you this book sounds interesting to you, definitely go to the show notes. There's links there to buy the book through me. That helps me out as well. It's not a huge kickback, but Amazon gives a little bit of a kickback for sending people there. So that helps me out. And it's no more expensive for you to do it. So definitely buy it through my links. This quote from Roger Scruton says, The Marxist theory of ideology is extremely contentious not least because it is tied to socioeconomic hypotheses that are no longer believable. And I like this quote because it really sums up the argument against it at this point, against Marxism, that is, which is there's no way that this can be a viable idea. We've seen it absolutely catastrophically fail and kill millions and millions of people, hundreds of millions of people. And at least tens of millions for sure, but some estimates have definitely hundreds of millions on of people died because of communism in the 20th century. And so, why do people still think that there is a hypothesis here that is worth continuing to test? It's, it's like if a scientist was saying, hey, I'm going to have people jump off a 20-story building and flap their arms to see if they can fly. And he just keeps doing that and doing that and doing that. And people just keep 
falling to the ground and going splat. <laughs> that's that's basically what the Marxist experiment has been over the last, what is it, 150 years or so? Or really closer to like 170 years, I think, since the Communist Manifesto has been written. It's truly the definition of insanity to keep trying this horrible thing over and over again and hoping that it'll work. And I'm fearful that there are people here in our country today in America that don't know the history of how bad it's failed and think that there's a way that it can still work. And I don't know how to get through to people like that. <laughs> I have a friend who was a pretty staunch libertarian who now tells me he's a socialist. And when I ask him why, he says that he worked in kind of a private public service place for uh, as he was going to get his like way between college and grad school and uh, basically private charities don't work and I was like okay well maybe you were at a private charity that didn't work well but I don't think you can just make that broad generalization and that's kind of the level of thinking I feel like that takes people to this idea it's it's this visceral emotional level that things are wrong right now and this is our utopia we this is pro uh, promising us a utopia that we can achieve and so let's go there and the fact of the matter is this theory this ideology has is no longer believable it's it has been proven to not work <clears throat> And that's why I think right now, to get into the main part of this, with leaders of the influential BLM movement claiming to be avowed Marxists, I think it's good that we look at what Marx and his followers believe, understand that, and be able to see how it transformed over time. Because this book is a travel through the development of Marxist thought from simply economic ideas, kind of what you see in Das Kapital to what it is today, which is an all-encompassing cultural phenomenon, a cultural push to take us to communism. And in this book, Sir Roger Scruton, who, if you don't know about him, definitely check him out. I have an episode on my podcast dedicated to him when he passed away this past January or December. So definitely check that out. I think it's episode 94. But in this book, he follows the development of Marxist ideology from post-war Europe to the 80s, and really into today. And so this is actually, like I said earlier, this is actually the book that caused the first cancellation from cancel culture because he was ostracized from the university he was teaching after this was published in the 80s. And I cannot remember if it was Cambridge or Oxford or where he was exactly, but he was at you know, an Ivy League British school where he was teaching philosophy for a long time. And then he brought this book out and was basically pushed out of academia. And he takes on a number of thinkers you know, as well as many you may not know. And so I pulled up the table of contents here to kind of go through it so you can hear what he talks about. So he starts off with what is left. And that's really talking about what is the left? What does he mean when he talks about this left? Because the subtitle of the book is thinkers of the new left. And so he starts off with resentment in Britain with Hobsbawm and Thompson. 
and I believe that was kind of post-World War One era, if I remember correctly. Uh, disdain in America with Galbraith and Dworkin, liberation in France with Sartre and Foucault, which are two, I would say, that influence much of what we hear today. Like, like when you hear theirs, everyone else in this that I mentioned was largely, largely influenced by those two. And then it goes to Tedium in Germany, Downhill and Habermas, or sorry, Habermas, uh, Nonsense in Paris, Althusser, Lucan, Lacan, and Deleuze. I am not, I didn't take French, so if I'm butchering their names, sorry. Not really sorry, because <laughs> they're the ones who are tearing down our culture with their ideas. So, then the culture wars worldwide, the new left from Gramsci to Said, uh, the Kraken wakes, Badu and Zizek, and then he ends with what is right, talking about, you know, kind of the answer to this. And this book, this version that I have is a republication. I couldn't tell. The one that I linked to is based on the price. I think it is the newer publication, but it has kind of an introduction in it where he talks about his story of why he wrote this and what's happened since he wrote it and i like to see it because if you didn't know <laughs> that this book was published in the 80s you would think he published it two years ago you really would it's just so spot on and so many of the cultural phenomena he was noticing kind of bubbling up back then are just coming to the forefront and invading culture so for those people who say oh the people in colleges who are sensitive or whatever to these things, they'll grow up. Well, yes, they may grow up, but they may become college professors and further radicalize the next generation. And if they don't, then they may go into, you know, gender studies research. Who knows? And so, sorry, I lost my train of thought here, but <laughs> the power just went out in my house for like a minute and I cannot figure out why. I think Maybe they're working on the lines or something like that. They have been doing that. Um, but it came back on, no problem. So we are good. <laughs> um, but that was really throwing me for a loop. But as I said, as I was saying, I think that this book is just an important read. If you're just curious how the left has taken over institutions of education to help them peddle Marxism, this is how, this is what they did. The, the methods, the jargon, the beliefs are laid out in this book for you to follow and to see how they think. And I think you'll get a lot of excerpts as well. I don't think, I know you get a lot of excerpts as well from the actual writers that he's answering, which I like because so often philosophers just say, paraphrase their opponent and straw man them. Well, he's, I think he quite often makes a stronger case because it's almost compelling, even though I know it's wrong. And then he'll show you what they say because you almost have to decipher it because it's like the papers are today where they just use all this jargon and jumbo and mash it together. And this is where that started. And so if you're confused about the moment we're in, I think this book will really offer you clarity. It is definitely dense. It is definitely not an easy read, but it is a very worthwhile and I think rewarding read as well so 
definitely check that out if you're interested. Buy it through my links. That really helps me out. And subscribe to the podcast on conversationofourgeneration.com slash podcast. Go to Twitter at conofourgen to follow me there or facebook.com slash conversationofourgeneration if you're on Facebook more. And help me get the conversation going. Just share this with other people. Share this with those around you. And let's start a dialogue on this because I think it's important in today's world to be working on this and back pushing back against the Marxism that's invading our culture. And this book is great for that. So thank you for listening to today's episode of the conversation of our generation. Let's get the dialogue going. I'll talk to you next week.